Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. think about 2 a.m. or so and I just had a series of encounters with God and in one of those in one of those encounters I actually I actually was somewhere and I was I was having an impartation in that in that meeting. I was receiving my father in the Lord, Dr. K, was there, and he was he was ministering. And um, while he was ministering, the anointing fell on me so strong, and I knelt down. I knelt down in front of him, and he kept on ministering. And right from there, in that dream. I was weeping and then I whipped out. I cried out of the dream. And I had tears in my eyes in the dream. And when I when I cried out, I just cried out and I I saw that I, I was actually crying at the time. And I sensed in that moment that there's been a shift in the atmosphere. I sensed there's been a shift in the atmosphere. Something came on me at that time and I sensed there's been a shift in the atmosphere. And God told me, he said, that a lot of people have, have put their joy away. And there's so many things that God has put inside your joy inside your joy. It's different from happiness. Happiness is when something happens to you and you're happy about it. Joy is from inside. Joy comes from within. The Bible says in Isaiah 12, 3, it says, with joy you will draw water out of the wells of salvation. Out of the wells of salvation. You will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. That's what the New Living Translation says. With joy. So one of the things I sense the Holy Ghost is going to do tonight is going to stir up a lot of joy. A lot of joy that will well up inside of you because there's something joy does. Joy brings you, it brings what's inside alive. That's the best way to describe it is that with joy you will draw water out of the wells of, salva wells of salvation. The wells of salvation means sotoria, uh, the thing that is nothing missing, nothing broken, completeness and, and total wholeness. So when you draw with joy out of the wells of salvation, you begin to pull with that joy the things that Christ has made available for you already i i have such a a clarity in my spirit that there's nobody in this church that is not a victor there is nobody at all i have i have such an 
awesome clarity. Complete and total victor. Anything you go through, you come out. You come out. You come out victorious. You come out on top. Come out on top. Come out on top. And when God begins to put me in that space and, 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 and show me things like that and give me that kind of experience, it's comforting to know that, um, that, that um, we are in the hands of God and we're in a good place. We're in a good place. It's very comforting to know. So, I haven't seen the thing yet that would scare me, that would scare me. I haven't. I haven't. Because each time I, I see something and it comes and I go before God, the thing looks very small. Very, very small. Very, very small. Our God is a big God. He's a great God. You need to maximize him. I mean, take him for who he is. Take God for who God is. He cannot fail. It's impossible. He cannot. I, I don't, I've not seen the situation. He cannot fail. Take him for who he is. Take him for who he is. He's God Almighty. He's God Almighty. He's God Almighty. He's God Almighty. So maintain your joy. Whatever it is, man, keep your, your joy must be intact. Your joy must be intact. It must be full. It must be full. Find anything that will bring that joy back. You, you get into it. If it's to get some extended time of worship, get in there. Some extended time of the word, get in there. Some extended time of study, get in there. But make sure you stay full of joy. Nothing brings you down. Nothing whatsoever brings you down. Nothing whatsoever. God is a good God. Turn your Bibles to Habakkuk chapter 2 from verse 14. It says, For as the waters fill the sea, Habakkuk 2 14, for as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. The earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. It means that everywhere right now has glory. Has glory. Our job is to tap into that glory. Whatever we need to do to get under that atmosphere and pull the glory down. And pull the glory down, we do it. We do it. Whatever it is, we do it. Because the earth is filled with the awareness of the glory of God. With the awareness of the glory of God. Romans 1.20 It says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities. I was explaining that to us on Sunday that you can see God through the things that have been made. That's what the scripture is saying. Since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. It said through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities. He said his eternal power and divine nature. So everything around... Um, a few years ago, I was in um, Cross River um, on a project 
I think I was there for about two months or, or thereabout. So I was moving from local government to local government, overseeing the project. It was a, it was a, a state government project. And we had so many road trips to do. Some of those journeys, um, we didn't want local government. You could be on the road for hours and all that, just seeing trees and trees and trees. And during that period, I was posting a lot of things on Facebook and I was just seeing how great God is. I mean, how awesome he is. The trees were speaking to me. The sky was speaking to me. Everything I was seeing, I went to see a waterfall somewhere and it was, they were just speaking to me. I, I was in Calabar and um, went to different places there. Went to Budokato Ranch, went up the mountain there. I was just seeing the goodness of God. Everything was speaking to me how great God is, how awesome God is, how awesome God is. So when we look at all these things, we can actually see the greatness of God. We can actually see the goodness of God. We can actually see the invisible qualities of God. They're everywhere. So the glory of God feels everywhere. It feels everywhere. So deliberately, you and I need to tap into that glory consciously. We need to expect the glory to come on us. On Sunday, I explained to us that what, what, what happened to man is that the glory departed. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then the Bible says that when Jesus uh, prayed in John 17, he said, the glory that I had with you, now return that glory. So what we lost in Adam, we found in Jesus. So that glory is there. It's everywhere. So you and I have come into glory. We've come into glory. So the glory of God fills the entire earth and fills everywhere. So anywhere we find ourselves, we, 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 uh, the elections are just over, well, the presidential, and everybody's like, oh, fine, so Buhari won and everything. And I'm like, it's irrelevant. Whether he's, he's Buhari or Batiku, it's irrelevant. The most important thing is that, look, as believers, because I asked myself one question, my vote alone cannot put anybody on that seat. True or false? Good. Now, if I vote my conscience... And my candidate does not get on that seat. Have I failed? Good. Now, if another person gets on that seat, who happens to be someone maybe I don't like or someone who happens to be a bad person? Of course, he's going to do laws and, and policies that may not favor me and favor a lot of other people. True or false? True. Now, have you sat down to ask yourself, because this is how I think and that's how I reason with God. How will I be so helpless that the person who is sitting there determines my life? That's how I think with God. How can you make me so helpless that there's nothing I can do than to vote alone and such that if I vote and he doesn't person I like doesn't get there 
does that mean I am totally helpless? And I'm at the mercy of whoever is there. Hell no. No way. Do you know why? Because whether A is there or B is there, the counsel of God is the most important thing. And this is what the counsel of God does. Anybody can be at that seat. But the glory over me can be different from what is happening on that seat. So I do what I can, what the law says I should do. I do everything I can by law and then I stay under the glory. So I am a citizen of the glory of God. Irrespective of the nation that I am. Irrespective of the nation that I am. I'm a citizen of the glory of God. That's why the Bible in, 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 um, in um, Numbers. The children of Israel will not move unless the cloud moves. So irrespective of what's happening anywhere around the world. They are constantly under that covering. So God has called you and I to that kind of life. Irrespective of the nation, the city, the state. Irrespective of the economy. He finds a way to get us what we want, how we want it, when we need it. Irrespective. That's why when we make God our source and look to him alone, you'll be amazed. The, the situation of the nation, the situation of the state, the situation of the city is not your experience. It's not your... You, you, you live under a different atmosphere. You live under a different covering. It's difficult for people who have not experienced it before to say, Pastor, what are you talking about? But just taste and see once. Just make up your mind that whether hell likes it or not, I want to have an encounter of the glory over me. You'll be amazed. People, people say it, is, it, it looks like jazz. That's the only way they can explain it. Because they can't explain why you are just different. They can't explain why everything that happens to you is just different. Why is your own different? It's when you are getting there that they are arriving. It's when you are living there that they are living. Why? It's glory. It's something that rests on you. And that's the labor that God is asking us to labor in scripture. To labor to enter into that rest. is a rest that God has made for his children already. So many things bring us there. One of those things that bring us there is what is going to happen in a few minutes. An impartation of the Holy Ghost. Where the Holy Ghost comes on you, rests on you, envelopes you completely, takes over your life. That you, you are, you are now like Paul, the life that I live is no, longer, uh, is no longer my life. The life that I live in the flesh is the life of Christ. Is the life of Christ. And I told us on Sunday, that life has nothing to do with perfection. Stop looking for perfection. You cannot find it. You can't find it. 
He is the one that is perfect. You step into his perfection and keep going. Keep going. Anywhere the shadow moves, you keep going. Like a fool, like a dummy, you keep going. They may call you anything, but you don't care. You keep going. You keep going. Under that shadow. Under that shadow. That's glory, glory, glory. So expect that. Let that atmosphere be your atmosphere. Nothing should shock you. Nothing should take you as surprise. Nothing. No, your economy should be different. You may not have anything, but your economy over you, what you see over you should be different. What you see should be different. And I've seen it happen time and time again. It's beyond money. It's beyond physical things. It's just an atmosphere of God. It's heaven on earth. It's heaven on earth. That's how God expects us to live. Heaven on earth. And God has so planned it. It's only when your eyes are open to see it. That's when you realize that God has actually planned it so. And he has put everything around you. It's impossible for me to lack. I, I, let me tell you why it's impossible. Not because I have everything, but just that I refuse to accept it. I refuse. I just know that it's impossible because I will sit down and think that, okay, now I found myself in this position. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I need this. Before I got here, God had made the provision. So I asked him, what is the provision? my day asking him. I spend my night asking him. I spend my opening of scripture asking him. Finding the provision. I'm not asking for what is not there. I'm asking for what is there. So the mistake many of us make is that we think that we are our praying now will make God bring it. No. It is there. You are seeking out what is already there. So if you know that it is there, the way you will go about it will be different. That's what Jesus said. He said when this woman lost a coin, she will sweep the house and check everywhere. Why? She knows it is there. She will race everywhere because she knows it is there. But when you don't know it's there, after 30 minutes of searching, you say, hmm, it's probably not there. No, you didn't get it. It is there. That's why I'm there after 30 minutes. Ah, bros, you are still there. One hour. Yes, oh. Ah. Because you know it is there. It is not because... You are, your one hour will make God bring it. No. You are seeing the future. The Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him, he, endure, he knows there is a joy somewhere. So he endured the cross, despising the shame and anything. He endured the cross. There's a glory ahead. There's a glory ahead. There's a glory. We know it's there. It's, it's what has been given to us. The Bible says they were hidden for us, not from us. They were hidden for us, not from us. So we know that these things are there. We know that the glory of God is there. We know the power of God is there. We know the wisdom of God. We know the knowledge of God is there. We know the favor of God is there. So we access it. That demonstration of staying there to find it is faith. That's what faith is. That's the faith there. Knowing that it is there. Look, look through scripture. Everyone that pulled something from Jesus interrupted him. He was going on his own. One woman came and pulled the thing and collected the thing. But there were people there. She knew something was there. It's only those that know that something is there that will take what is there. 
will take it. I will take it. Nothing was a hindrance. As short as Zacchaeus was, he knew something was there. He went here, they blocked him. He climbed the tree. When they, he, I must see Jesus. What are you saying? Jesus always noticed people who know that something is there and they want it. Zacchaeus, tonight I'm coming to your house. So the thing, the way you go about it, that is your faith. That was Zacchaeus' faith. You don't, you don't try to, is this faith, is this not faith? No, you allow your, your, your tenacity that says that I know there's something there, determine your action of faith. That tenacity that, okay, because I know something is there, I'm going about it. So how I go about it is, is, is coming from my knowing inside. I don't know if you, how I go about it is coming from my knowing inside. So I'm not going about it because somebody said, oh, I prayed 30 minutes, I prayed one hour. No, no, no. You would have prayed three hours before you know you prayed three hours. They will be the one to tell you, ah, bros, you've been there for three hours. Yeah, I'm looking for something. That's it. You know there's something you're looking for. So he went here, they blocked him. Went here, they blocked him. Ah, I'm looking for something, you people. He went up the tree. How did he know that Jesus will look up? And the Bible says when Jesus got to that point, he looked up and saw him. Faith will pull anything. However, faith will pull it to your side. Once you have that doggedness, it will pull it to your side. It will pull it to your side. So when you know that glory is there, you press in and wait for it. You press in. That glory must come. You press in. You stay. If it's night, if it's day, you press. You, the attitude, the key thing there is the attitude that you know there is something there. Not with the attitude of, oh, God, do it now. God. No. With the attitude that you know. You know there is something there. It's a right, a heritage of the children of God given to us. So with that attitude, you enter in. You enter in. Look at what it says in the last verse of that part of um, Romans one twenty. It said, "Through everything, through everything God made, they can clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. They have no excuse." That's New Living Translation. King James says that they are without excuse. They have no excuse for not knowing God. It means that God has made himself, pardon my English, knowable. He has made himself discoverable. He has positioned himself everywhere so you can find him. So we have no excuse. We have no excuse. We have no excuse. Stand to your feet. Just five more minutes. I didn't know I was going to go in that direction. Five minutes is enough for the Holy Ghost to impart you.
Five minutes is enough to pull something from the presence of God. Five minutes is enough to bisque in the Holy Ghost. Five minutes is enough. Your Christianity needs to get to a point of, look, this is me and this is God. Anything in between is wasting his time. It's only there to just strengthen me. My faith in God is sealed. Is sealed. Please help me with the keyboard. My faith in God is sealed. Lift your hands to heaven. Just say, Holy Spirit, I need an impartation from you. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.